Welcome wrestling fans, the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 20. I am your host, representing the old school wrestling fan and your favorite barber, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Andy. I'm also your host, the no selling wrestling indie fan, Jeremy. All right, guys, today we're... What are we going to be covering today? (laughs) All right. All right. Today we are going to be covering the return of Gian Moxley, uh, Roman Reigns breaking a record, the Royal Rumble predictions, and more. Uh, Just a reminder, we are now live on YouTube. Please go to YouTube.com and uh, check out the PW Fan. Like and subscribe to our podcast. It would mean so much to us. And for t-shirts, go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW Fan to get your pocket logo to it. To get your pocket logo t-shirt. All right, Andy, pass it over to you. Let's get this show started. Uh, Before we actually get into the actual shows of the week, a couple things I want to talk about. So last week, I think we mentioned how Mustafa Ali uh, had requested his release. Correct? We covered that, right? I think so. Yes. Uh, He was denied his release request. So, uh, I don't, but they won't put him on TV or anything either. So it's kind of weird. Um, that sucks for him. There's like, uh, I believe a hashtag going on on Twitter, free Ali. Um, so fans want to see him go, you know? So I'm, I'm actually not, I saw this on Twitter, but I'm not current with what's actually, what was the, um, trying to think of the best way to say this. What was the terms of that? Like, what did he want besides just out of his contract? Did he say anything specific? I'm not sure. I do know that some argument or things got heated between him and Vince prior to him uh, asking for his release. Um, I don't know if it was. He also posted that tweet. It was like that. Like, he wants to do so much more than wrestling or something like that. Right? I think so. It's it's kind of, like, been all over the place the past week. Um, Just different post um about it adding more information to it but i do do know yeah he i think it was a creative idea and he had he ended up having a a heated argument with vince and then that's when he asked for his release but they denied it so i think he has a little bit left on his contract a couple years actually Uh, a couple years (laughs) so uh yeah that sucks for him maybe you know on the next budget cuts you never know well, unfortunately, and it's not even the same company, we are going to be talking about other releases and contracts later in the show. But I'll let you continue from here. Well, speak- it's just weird that this this is seems to be a hot topic this week. Um, well, speaking of contracts, um, Sami Zayn re-signed with WWE. Yeah. Do you expect that? No. Kevin Owens, I saw. I no. did not expect Sami Zayn to. Well, I thought because of Owens that he was going to resign as well. Okay. I mean, yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. These guys are both family guys. It makes sense to me. We already covered a few episodes ago that, you know, Owens, he might, maybe he just is like, you know what, man, I'm making so much money. It, it's cool. I don't need to be doing like the coolest storyline or whatever. But, uh, yeah, Sami Zayn, I was a little surprised, but at the same time, like you were saying, Jeremy, they're best buds, so it's like, eh, you know, they probably still want to hang out and 
do their thing. See, Kevin Owens, you, you, we know or have seen like stuff with his family a lot more than Sammy. I knew nothing about Sammy Zayn's family, or even if he had one, to be honest. So, uh, well, well, I guess I am kind of surprised with Sammy, just just because of like his uh, I wouldn't say like political stances, but I guess um, like him not going to Saudi Arabia and not agreeing with how WWE really does business at all. So that's kind of the well, surprise part. I'm just going to lay it out there. I mean, we'll be talking about it later once we get into AEW, but AEW's roster is too bloated. They got to trim the fat, and they're going to. I mean, it's we've all read what we've read. There's a bunch of people that, unfortunately, Tony Khan has been super nice about not firing people. It's been like three years. It's kind of kept everybody who's ever been there. I think it's about it, not. It's about time because that's awful. I don't want to hear anybody losing their job. It's scary as hell. But well, I it's think one it's... thing to like. Sorry, just to say this quick. No, thing, you're good. You're good. You're good. Just like it's one thing to not renew someone's contract, like honor the whole way out, and then not renew them, like you did with a lot of other people so far, rather yeah. than just like cutting them years before it's over. Well, yeah, that's weird, and I don't even understand how that works. Like Vince is like holds people accountable to these contracts and these no compete clauses, but anytime he decides, he's like, "Oh, I don't need you anymore," then it's all good. As an independent contractor myself, and uh, somebody who does a ten ninety nine, it actually makes like zero sense to me. But whatever, that's you know. Now they they play the game that they need to play to work for the big company with tony khan he hasn't really thrown out like super long-term contracts has he i feel like a lot of these contracts especially if like some of the new stars you know he does like a couple months or maybe a year and then like what about like the... what about like jericho i mean that was a long term i think at the beginning like the big stars but i think like some of the unknown names like i mean we'll get into if you want to talk about aw contracts like... we can get into it in a little while but Joey Janela got that three-year contract, and I think a bunch of them had three years at first, just for like the start okay. of the company. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I just <laughs> feel like some people have like did short-term deals, like oh, maybe I'll come in for a couple months or whatever. But, yeah. Well, it's kind of like Leo Rush. Like, he's going to be... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you guys want to get into... Speaking of contracts, did you want to talk about the AEW contract stuff? Well, I mean, since we're on it, like, you know, we'll pivot a little yeah. bit. Like, we'll we'll stick to the format, but yeah, let's just jump into this stuff. We're already talking about so it. So, what, what do you guys, what have you guys heard, I guess, about AEW contracts? I saw Peter Avalon, Joey Janela. Uh, Leo, Leo Rush. Ru- yeah, Leo Rush. Um, but come on, we're all thinking the same thing about the Leo Rush one. <laughs> and what's that, I too? called this shit from the beat. <laughs> Is I he retiring for a fourth time? He's a dork (laughs) and he yelled at his boss on twitter and tried to publicly humiliate him and dude oh he did this is what happened what did he say when the whole thing happened with the big swole swole. dude he 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 demanded you must have missed it he demanded he said tony khan apologize in all caps i was like bro this is your boss oh he was coming to like big swole's aid or side. Yeah, but what what yeah. look, that's it's a different fight for a different day. Like I kind of agree that was like out of pocket to say something about Big Swole 
when you did say that she was a good wrestler and then at the end be like rampage tonight i'm like okay <laughs> that's not that's not cool don't do that but anyway yeah. that's not the point but what i'm saying what i'm saying is is like you can't yell at your boss in a public forum and then expect like he's going to be excited to renew your contract yeah. i'm sorry that's just the real world yeah. man yeah maybe if he had gone to him like not in a public setting just I'm talk sure. To I'm sure they have a respect for each. Right, and I'm sure they have. I'm sure they come to. But dude, Leo Rush is like, what was his contract? Three months. That's what I was saying he about the short term, here. though. Like, there's some people that are like yeah. really short, like less than a year, and then others that are like maybe only a year, and then. Well, honestly, that's the best way to go because look, if it doesn't work out for somebody, I get what Tony's doing. Like, I mean, I don't. Again, talking about things out of pocket, I don't want to like talk like I know, but think about it. If you sign somebody for a few months, you use them in some storylines, it either works or it doesn't. Right? It's almost like a tryout. And you decide from there. I, three months, to me, three months is a little short. I think maybe you should do like half a year, five months or something like that because, for instance, Leah Rush, he only got paired with Dante Martin. He really didn't get to do anything else. So if that doesn't get over... It's like, okay, well, that just basically used up his whole time to get over. But for his case, I think that it was not just... Obviously, he's a very talented wrestler, super like talented individual, but it's always with him, it's the behind-the-scenes stuff. Always. <laughs> like in every company he's been in. Uh, but like, okay, here's the thing though. I respect, I, I, it's going to sound like I'm contradicting, contradicting myself, but all I'm saying is I think it's cool. Like that, like it's badass that he stood up for his friend and he was like, I don't think this is right. I'm going to do this. I'm just saying, then what happens is the guy that pays you is probably not going to want to work with you anymore. It has nothing to do with whether I think what he did was wrong or right. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, unfortunately, you can't yell at your boss like that and then expect that he's going to yeah. be cool with it. Imagine someone doing that to Vince. Be like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, calling out Vince on Twitter. People, like, not happening. Well, I don't, let's be Vince probably doesn't even run his own Twitter account. That's true. So, yeah, what was there? Is there any other contracts coming up? Joey Janela. Peter Avalon, aka I feel the bad librarian, for him because in the beginning. Yeah. Okay, well, no disrespect <laughs> to him, but dude, he's been there since he's day one, though. It's time, dude. Yeah. I know, but it's, they never did anything with him. And yeah, and but Joey Janela, I kind of feel bad for because he kind of said from the beginning that he. He apparently had a conversation with Jim Ross that he didn't want to just be a hardcore wrestler and he was going to wanted to evolve into a different style. And uh, it seemed like people were behind him in the beginning. And he lost a bunch of weight at one point, I think. He kind of fell off. And I, I mean, he looks great now. Yeah. He's, in, he's, he's doing great in GCW. He's having a feud with Matt Cardona about basically like chelsea green and is she really <laughs> yeah. in love with him and it's silly but uh I mean, he looks great so i mean i hope things work out for him i i think that there was something there it just when you had all these other stars come along it's 
he didn't really get the chance to do what he needed to do. And also, it's hard to outshine people like Darby Allen, MJF, yeah. Hangman Page. Like, yeah, it, you, yeah, and that, yeah. I hope I hope everything uh, works out for him, and he and he continues to do well. Yeah, I would say just one other person if you want to mention real quick is uh, Brian Cage. Oh yeah, his contract's coming up. And they really I can see Vince signing didn't do him. Much at all except for <laughs> team test stuff. Yeah. So Brian Cage though has been very vocal, and so has wife. his. I believe I don't know if it's his, his wife, wife yeah. or his wife. Yeah. How they're very disappointed about his run, and how can look at this guy? How can you look at this guy and not? How is he not the main event? Blah blah. Vince blah. will find a way. Um, it's very boring to me. I think Brian Cage is a good worker. Uh, well, to I mean, look, he's extremely athletic for a guy that that his his build and his muscle, like the things he does, is in, incredible. He's very influenced by Chris Canyon, but uh, I don't. I think the modern day wrestling fan. Like, just because you're jacked, man, like, that doesn't really... If an AEW... Okay, maybe in WWE, he would do better, right? Because they still kind of like that well, they stuff. they would book but him better. An AEW fan is like a... Well, yeah. yeah. But an AEW fan is like a hardcore wrestling fan, right? So, like, just because you're jacked, that I don't think that's going to impress an AEW fan. But in WWE, in that world, he might look more impressive. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I always wonder like why he was never signed to WWE before. Because he was he always with Impact. Um, I mean, Impact's the only place I ever knew him. Uh, gosh, like main promotion. Yeah. So I'm assuming, but can you see him on? I can see Brian Cage yeah. on NXT 2.0. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that character on NXT 2.0. I, say, bro, I can. But see. they don't want to sign anyone that's but already. I'm just saying, like if you ha- if you went that direction, I can. Remember, they don't want to sign anyone that's like already been a star somewhere else. For NXT, that is not not necessarily like the main oh. roster. Uh, he looks great. Vince will see that that guy, and he'll probably tell him to shave his sideburns off, and then give him a name change. Vince just needs to see his shoulder muscles. Yeah, if you have the Brock Batista Bobby Lashley shoulders, you're in. Yeah, the, the, yeah. What are the traps? The traps. Yeah. <laughs> They'll give him a name change. You got that? He's gonna do something with you. A five-year deal. <laughs> uh, go on a winning streak. You'll crush everybody for like a year. Like I said, give him a name change, and that brings That's us the model to. Right there. <laughs> They'll give him a name change, and that brings us to the next thing I want to talk about. Though, is uh, Walter. Walter's new name. Excuse me. Who? Walter's new name is now <laughs> Gunther. Uh, no, it's not. Why are they doing this? <laughs> Why would you do this? Or the thing is, I watched that episode. I watched that episode of. That's what I like. <laughs> I watched that episode of NXT, and That's earlier what... in the night when they're promoting the match against Roderick Strong, it says Walter. And then by the end of the night, 
they change it and announce it like during the match. Yeah. And even they must have got the trademark during it. <laughs> well, apparently there was some controversy with Gunther. I think it was going to be Gunther Stark or something. This is actually like the name of some old World War II captain, and that was a problem. But they said screw it and uh, filed it anyway. So he's still Gunther. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's terrible. Like, Are you sure we shouldn't change this? I just googled the, it. Well, the last thing you want to do is tell Vince McMahon that he can't do something because yeah. that's just going to make him do. But it. You're like Vince, he's it's literally a Nazi's name though, and he's like ah. We'll make it work. He's like, I've fought God, pal. Who cares? <laughs> so I don't know how much we can talk about this, but it's I think crazy. it's a terrible idea. I mean, I know. I, so that's my two cents. Yeah. I know we'll get into it later, but uh, there's Cody just kind there, of made fun of him. There is a, another wrestling podcaster who I cannot wait to hear. Their take, motherfucker. On. They're a big fan of Walter, <laughs> motherfucker. I know they're a big fan of Walter, and I can't wait to hear why how bummed he is <laughs> about what they did to him. Um, but yeah, that was that was the couple things I wanted to talk about before actually getting into shows. Do you guys want to hop into roll? Yeah. All right. Um, there was only one thing I wanted to talk about with Raw this week. Um. Seth Rollins was on the Kevin Owens show, and during it, you know, they're like buddy-buddy right now, but during it, Owens declares himself in the Royal Rumble, and he says when he wins the Rumble, they get to give the WWE Universe the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. So, Owens basically saying that if he wins, he's going after Seth's title. Um, Now, we did see these two uh, wrestle each other at WrestleMania, that was like the first pandemic WrestleMania when they did it inside the performance center or whatever. If you guys remember, Owens jumped off the sign. Um, right. And stuff, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So, you know, I don't know if this tension and stuff is going to end up, you know, making their friendship quote unquote break up or something, but I don't think it would be a bad, uh, Night one main event or night two, three, four, whatever have you. Um, <laughs> but you know, it'd be interesting. I like I like both guys right now, especially compared to where they were um, when they had their match at Mania during the pandemic. So, any thoughts on it? Yeah, I like I like um, what, what does he go by? Seth Rollins. The he's uh, the visionary, but he's also uh, the drip what's god. His nickname like drip drip yeah. god drip. <laughs> Um, I, I really like, <clears throat> excuse me, his uh kind of like gimmick right now and big fan. About him. Don't like the laugh, and, uh, but uh, big fan of it. Yeah, yeah, the laugh is horrible. Uh, <laughs> um, but him and Kevin <laughs> Owens, that was too accurate. Uh, how about you, Tim? But him and Kevin Owens are great. I feel like Kevin Owens is always with. Uh, someone who they're gonna like end up being really good friends, and they're gonna end up breaking up at some point. I mean, one of my favorite like he just has really good chemistry. One of my favorite pair ups was him and Jericho. I mean, that was amazing yeah. back in the day. So, um, I am pulling for Rollins to win against Roman. So we'll have to see where this goes. But yeah, Tim, any thoughts on this? Um, 
again, it's weird just like knowing that with Owens that he re-signed and everything. I'm cool with it. Yeah, uh, I don't really have one feeling one way or another about, honestly, this segment. If he did beat Rollins, say, at Mania or something, I always liked him as Universal Champion during his, uh, his like, half-a-year run. I thought his his run ended prematurely, so I would like to see it. And maybe when he re-signed, he was like, look, you need to do some, you need to put me in the main event, I need to get the title, something. Yeah, so I mean, I think fans would like it, but that's just me. It would feel fresh I lo- if he was champion. Yeah, I love Kevin Owens; he's great. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about with Raw. We can get straight into Dynamite. Um, this is a pretty big Dynamite. I feel like a lot of things happened. A lot of good promos. Dynamite was so nice. I watched it twice. <laughs> did you really? Yes, I did. Um. But yeah, so the show opened up. John Moxley returned and was looking great, super healthy. Um, he talked to the crowd about his demons, um, and what he said like the only thing he drinks now is blood or something like that. But uh, yeah, he's looking great. It's really good to see him back. Uh, the crowd was behind him. You know, like I said, if you there's before and after photos out there. If you just didn't notice how he looked before, but there's a drastic change in the way he looks now. He just he looks great. Crazy. Uh, oh, he looks he looks awesome. I'm so happy for him. Uh, yeah. What you guys think though? I sent it to my wife, and she was like, "I sent it to my wife, and she was like, he looks like ten years younger.'" Yeah. And I was like, "I know. It's crazy." I'll just say the quick thing about when he first got into the ring, and then that. So I don't know. I don't understand people why they would buy a ticket to a wrestling event and then heckle. Oh, so that guy right in the beginning. Like, what the in the way hell? of like he said, get this piece of trash out of the ring. He said, "What did you say? Something about yeah." He said, "Get this piece of trash yeah. out of the ring." And yeah. and then Moxie John's said, basically <laughs> like, "Fuck you," and then like get him out of here. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was like, he said, "Get this piece of trash out of the ring." He was like, "Oh yeah, we'll get this guy yeah. out of here." <laughs> so. uh... God, I mean, yeah. to be the one Which, guy... I, I, I don't understand why people would do that. To be the one guy in the whole like <laughs> arena to do that, everyone was probably just like, what yeah. the... Get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you're, it's very, that, you're that guy. Yeah. yeah, It's very odd to hear one person when there's, like, thousands of people in the arena. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. God. Yeah. The rest of the promo was awesome, though. Yeah. Um, So it's good to see him back. After that... Ironic, ironic that a dude. Oh, right, hang on! I yeah, just want yeah. to get this out because fuck that guy. <laughs> it's ironic that a guy that just got back from rehab and was is getting yelled at by a drunk fan for himself. <laughs> a drunk asshole. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, completely right. Um, after that, we had MJF and Wardlow backstage. MJF tells Wardlow. Um, I guess because he lost to CM Punk that he has to dock his pay, if I'm correct. Tim watched it twice, so failing any I kind of love that. I, I love this segment, so MJF plays it off great. He's like, I just want to apologize to you because it's your <laughs> birthday and I owe you that. And then he's like, but I can't just let you do that. Or, you know, but I can't let you just talk to me or do whatever you want. So for that. Put your hands Talk on your me. And then he like turns around and like looks at the camera. Yeah. And yeah. then dude, Wardlow's, I mean, this is 
long-term story build. I like it. It's good. It's going to be awesome. And the thing I love when he said, when MJF says the thing like, I'm better than you and you know it, he says, I'm better than you. And then he kind of turns towards Wardlow and puts his hand on like, and you know it. You know it. So this is, to me, kind of reminiscent of Evolution where Batista is the silent giant, right? And then finally Triple H just keeps pissing him off and pissing him off. And finally... Batista like power bombs into the table and they challenge him for the title. I kind of feel like there's a similar vibe of like the the quiet big man who finally is going to snap and just destroy the the leader. Which yeah. come on, that's definitely what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I can't wait. The writing's on the wall with all that stuff. Um so after that segment we had our first match of the night. It was the first ever uh, mixed uh, tag team match, Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Winners were Adam Cole and Britt Baker. I mean, who didn't see that coming? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a good match. You know, nothing crazy, but it was cool to see them team up together for the first time. That was a fun yeah. match. I thought they did pretty cool spots from, like, each one of them. And, like, the Orange Cassidy, like, I don't know what you call it, like, the shtick. That he does the same joke as Tim, as you say, over and over again. Um, I thought it kind of worked in this match. Like, it, I actually liked it. You know, like when, like, Statler did the backflip off the apron, and he just kind of, like, fell on the coal. Like, that kind of made me laugh a little bit. Can we get Adam Cole away from this now? Can you do something <laughs> else? Why isn't, Adam, why isn't Adam Cole challenging in the main event for some... Oh, you man. know what I mean? What the hell's going on? Why is he fighting Orange Cassidy? I don't oh, have a... Lights out match next week or this week or something. It's Adam Cole, baby. He was the NXT champion for like the longest rating. What is happening? Oh no, man! He's pairing it up with freshly squeezed. I'm just saying. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he shouldn't literally be doing anything else. Pairing up with pockets. Well, so. this, whole, this whole best friends and elite thing. Yeah. <laughs> This whole best friends and elite feud overall has been pretty awful. Like el- the elite has won like every single match except for like what one. Which yeah, it's definitely like one sided. If you're watching on video right now, yeah. if you're watching us on YouTube right now, Jeremy's wearing an AEW shirt. I'm wearing an <laughs> AEW hat. We like AEW, but dude, some things aren't good, and I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna like put it out there. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> and everybody, I feel like people people pretend no people pretend that it is. No, I mean I I don't like it oh, either. Well, but speaking of what's not good, what's not good, Andy? You want to go to this next? Well, thing? well, I mean, so after this match, we had Chris Jericho and Proud and Powerful backstage. Um, there seems to be some tension between them and Jericho. Uh, this isn't the segment you're talking about, right? Because I don't, I don't think anything bad. No, I am with like Jericho's GFY and also the ending. Oh, like that he was like, no, I don't feel you. Dude, that he was tried to be like awful. <laughs> just like he's like the dad that's <laughs> learning the lingo. You. He's just like ah, yeah. <laughs> and he has like black leather gloves on. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. It just so it's just weird. not working for Jericho right now. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's floating, but dude, he's making so much money. He probably doesn't even care. It's all good. Just I wish some of the stuff. He's just waiting for that next. Some of the stuff he says on TV lately, I've just been uh, 
Terrible. Let me come in. Do this in. So after that, we have another backstage segment. It's Adam Cole. Um, so apparently during the match, Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, uh, put his hands on Britt Baker, but it was a complete accident, really. Adam Cole thought it was serious, so that's when they announced what you talked about, Jeremy. Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy next week. Lights out match at Beach Break. Um, one of those mini... I didn't even know Beach Break Yeah, was that's... They just yeah. announced it next week. Yeah, I think we all found about the, uh, out about this week. What the hell is a Beach Break? It's a, a mini <laughs> uh, live pay-per-view on TBS, basically. <laughs> one of their things they do. Kind of like Winter is Coming kind of thing. Um, yeah. So after that, okay, but this one has no. Build. After that, <laughs> we, yeah, absolutely none. There's like always a good AEW pay. There's always good AEW pay per views, and there's always like random ass ones with the like fighter fist, and you're like, uh, you're like, I don't know if I like. Do I want to watch this? I don't. Know. At least they haven't done that stuff in a while. Like the fighter fist, yeah. like when they first did it, and I was like, what is this? this is like a gimmick off of like the fake one. Yeah. And why is Jay Lethal on AEW Dark? But that's a question for another <laughs> another time. We're moving on. So we have a we We're have a on. video package saying. for Sean Spears and CM Punk, and then that leads us to the match between CM Punk and Sean Spears. I can't wait to get into this. But the winner was CM Punk. It was very quick. Um, afterwards, MJF tries to sneak up, but Punk ends up, um, you know, stopping him, and he grabs his scarf, and MJF gets out the ring. Yeah, Tim, how'd you feel about uh? CM Punk, Sean Spears. <laughs> My CM Punk made quick work of the jabroni <laughs> Sean Spears, and apparently, apparently, uh, Sean Spears' wife Cassie, was not Cassie happy Lee was not happy. Even tweeted, no. "Oh come on!" Yeah, she tweeted, "Oh come on!" and then put a bunch of poop. Yeah. <laughs> this was this was so awesome, it. like. I love how they did a video package to hype up this match. And then they had like Punk come out, or Sean Spears to say first. And then he's like, all right, they're building off MJ, MJF as on commentary. And he's like, watch this. And then 10 seconds in, it's over. And like, I, I, I laughed so hard when MJF was like, kick, kick, kick. Like the entire time he was getting pinned. Yeah. This was, this was my favorite match of the night. I loved it. It was like five seconds. <laughs> Um. So after that, we had Billy Gunn backstage. He confronts Christian, trying to get a, a tag team match for his uh, sons, the Gun Club. Um, the the Ash Boys. <laughs> God damn it! He's trying to get a tag team championship match against Jurassic Express, and that's Christian. What? It's Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. What the hell? This is true. Just wait till Dan Housen shows up, and we're going to be naming. Um. Everyone. But during this segment, didn't Ask during the segment, didn't Christian say something to Billy Gunn like he could never get the big matches or like the main event matches, something like that? Just kind of um, yeah, insulting. But then after that, and he, then he, slap he slaps him. him, and then the Gun Club yeah, attacks him, him um, and just kind of leaves him outside. And then the Ass Boys, yeah, the Ass Boys run out and start attacking yeah. him. So Austin Ass and Cole Ass um, start attacking. <laughs> Two, While their father Billy ass watches, 
Um, so, but after that, we had, you know, one of the better segments of the night, actually, I thought might be my favorite segment of the night was Cody Rhodes returned. Uh, a lot of things were said during this, uh, promo. He talks about CM Punk's, uh, pipe bomb promo, um, from years ago. Uh, he said he did the things that Punk couldn't, uh, kind of like, I guess the things that Punk had talked about in that pipe bomb promo. He talked about why he won't turn heel. Um, trying to think what I hate, I hated this, but we'll get into what it. What was his reason again, though? For not turning heel. What was What's the that? reason he gives for not turning heel? I'm trying to remember. I oh. He shouldn't have said that. It was stupid. Right. I, I, was, right. I hated it. <laughs> what did he say? He said he won't turn heel because he said he won't turn heel because the fans were there when he needed them the most, like during New Japan and Ring of Honor. And gotcha. Everything. And then I hated know, how he true. talked about turning heel. I was like, yeah. what the hell? I was like, why would That's, you say that? It's such a Cody promo, though. It's so lame. Um, so after the heel part, he <laughs> he talks about how he built the Forbidden Door. Then fans actually started chanting Cody, um, which was surprising. Okay, that's, that's this part was good. The part where he talked oh, about you like how, this part where he talked about the for, Forbidden Door. <laughs> it's the same I like, thing as a heel. <laughs> no, but he said the word. He's like, "You want to know why I won't turn heel?" <laughs> I was like. The, I was like, no, because you're not supposed to be saying this. <laughs> um, he talks about how the Bucks. He talks about how the Bucks almost started the Wednesday Night Wars. He doesn't need to see the Bucks beat the developmental once again. Talking about uh, like Red Dragon. <laughs> uh, I didn't like that either. I was like, dude, I, I do want to see that match. What the hell? Uh, and then he talks about Ricky Stark. This, part, this promo was so hot and cold. He, he talks about Ricky Starks getting involved with Jay Lethal, and he says to avoid Jay Lethal. Um, he talks a little bit about Malachi Black. Um, he says... Well, he'd have to come off dark to no, avoid I like him. this part. <laughs> this part, he says, he's not in the business of renaming people like Gunner McBillabuddy or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> Talking about uh, Gunther, <laughs> I believe. That was a good uh, one. He talk, yeah, after that, he talks about Brody King. He says the balls that come into AEW named Brody. See what a mistake it was in eight years. Um, I'm guessing when Junior is all grown up. Um, but then he mentions yeah, he mentions Brody Lee, Darby Allen, Miro, and Sammy, and talks about the legacy of the TNT Championship. Uh, he says he's been or we've been conditioned that any title that doesn't have the name world in front of it is secondary. And he says, we don't have secondary belts. Um, I don't know how a hundred percent true that is, but, uh, that's, you know, for everyone's own opinion. Oh, I mean, he's the one who has the yeah. TNT title. He's got a TNT title of a channel. They're not even on. Right. <laughs> um, and he said, uh, so then he, there's a ladder in the ring. He says at beach break, there's going to be a ladder match. To unify the TNT championships, and then afterwards, fans are clapping. So I don't know. No, I can't tell if the fans like him now or not. But yeah, there were some things that were like, "Why would you say that?" And then there were some cool things he said during this uh, promo. Yeah, how tall was that ladder? It looked really it tall. The biggest ladder I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it looked tall as shit. It yeah. was like a thirty foot ladder. <laughs> The hard cam couldn't even get the top of it when he was shooting it the whole time. That was crazy. Um, 
I don't know, Tim, do you want to go first on this one? What, on the <laughs> promo? Yeah. Yeah, my review my review of the promo was <laughs> it was it was hot and cold. He had me, then he lost me. And then he had me, and then he said the word or the, said the sentence, you wanna know why I won't turn heel. <laughs> and I was like, Now you've really lost me. And then <laughs> he jumped back on track and then I was kinda into it again for a second. I I don't even know how to feel. Yeah, it was a weird promo. Like, I, I think the good thing about it was that he turned the crowd. Like, the crowd was booing him so much when he first started. And they Picture really MJF came. being like, you want to know why I won't turn baby face? <laughs> right. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I just thought it was cool that he actually turned the crowd yeah. around. At no, he did. he did. Yeah, until next week when they forget about yeah. the promo. And he's going yeah. up against, and he's going yeah, up against Sammy. You know, fans are going to be rooting for Sammy. Um, but after this, we had a backstage segment: John Silver, aka Johnny Hungy, Anna Jay, Mark Sterling, and Jay Cargill. Uh, Jay Cargill and Mark Sterling accept Anna Jay's challenge for the TBS Championship on uh, this coming Rampage, and then uh, John Silver, John Silver yeah. calls Anna Jay Annie Hungy, Anna Hungy. So uh, <laughs> that was kind of funny, funny to me. It was kind of funky to me, but um. So then, then we had uh, we had a ta- we had a tag match: Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Birdie King versus Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. All right, I remembered your name this week. Instead of just other guy <laughs> yeah, in Varsity Blondes, um, other guy with yeah, blonde but, hair. What's the girl? Uh, Julia Hart. Yeah. All right, there we go. Uh, the winners, uh, no surprise, Kings of Bob, uh, Johnny Baba Ganoush. Winners, no surprise, though, Kings of the Black Throne. Afterwards, uh, Black gets on the mic, says, Members of House of Black, please rise. Then there's a video from Pack, pops up on the screen. Pack says he's uh, incorruptible uh, and that he's going to make a martyr out of Malachi Black. So who knows when that will happen because of travel issues with. Pack coming over from the UK, but um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see with that. How'd you guys? How'd you guys think of uh, or what you guys think of Kings of the Black Thrones debut? How do they work as a team? Oh, when they first came out, I was like, "This is their entrance and look is so cool." Like, they fit together. Like they came out and I was like, "They look awesome. They're like a badass team." And they go in the ring, and it's like, they're ready to fight. And they both look, you know, like they should be matched together, really. Um, I, I was kind of laughing when the Varsity Blondes music hits, and then they come running out. It's like the polar opposite <laughs> yeah. of what just came out. I was like, oh. It's the oh, goth kids die. beating up the jocks in high school. <laughs> it's like, that's not, not going to look. Yeah. The jocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought it was really cool. Um they have an awesome name and just like their the member like when he said the members of house house of black a uh, house of black please rise and then everyone actually did in the stands that was really cool that was sick um so after that we had a video package for Lance Archer and Hangman Adam Page uh then we had Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero backstage um they challenged the Young Bucks to one more match Against Rapongi Vice um, for the last time. I've only ever seen one match of theirs. It was 
I think it was a either four-way tag match or a three-way tag match, but it was on a Wrestle Kingdom, actually. Bucks ended up winning, I believe, but um, I think we might have seen them team up before on AEW. I'm not sure. But, yeah, so they want one more match with the Young Bucks for, like, old time's sake kind of thing. So that'll be fun if you if you followed them before. Well, it's too bad it didn't happen. Didn't happen or it won't happen now? Oh, that on Rampage because uh, Rocky got... Okay, that's what I thought you were, that's that's what what I I were getting at. So that was supposed to be at Rampage? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I got No, you're ahead. fine. Um, so then we had a match. Frankie Kazarian versus Lance Archer. The winner was Lance Archer. Dan Lambert gets on the mic. Then Archer gets on the mic. He attacks Kazarian afterwards. And then Heyman comes out. Uh, to save Kazarian and Hangman and Archer end up fighting. Guys, look, I'm just not into Lance Archer. I'm not into him feuding with Hangman Adam Page. I don't know what it is. I've never really cared for him <laughs> since, you know, he's been in AEW. But yeah, I feel the same. Uh, I kind of want his feud with Hangman to be over with that, that. as quick as possible. What are you guys' thoughts? That match with uh, Lance Archer should have been like five minutes. And then that happened yeah. afterwards. This match like took forever. Yeah, I think it was at least like two commercial breaks. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't dig this. But... I didn't dig this at all, to be honest with you. Well, if we're on agreement with that, then uh, I can't move on to the next thing. That because, yeah, I'm just not fan. Um, Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty, and Mike's or Matt Seidel are backstage. They're talking about watching each other's backs. Um. <clears throat> And this is in response to uh, Team Taz, because right after this, Hobbs and Ricky Sarks respond in a backstage segment. Then we have another backstage segment. It's Chris Statlander and Red Velvet. Layla Hirsch interrupts, um, says if only you know Chris had the same focus for their match from the last Rampage, which I believe was a trios match. And then Layla um, attacks them. After that, we had a match between Sky Blue, who I've never seen before, but Sky Blue versus Serena Deeb. Uh, winner was Serena Deeb. Uh, I think Hikaru Shida is busy overseas, so if we don't get match number 10 uh, with them. <laughs> uh, afterwards, we have the Men of the Year and Dan Lambert backstage. Ethan Page wants to take on Moxley on Rampage this Friday. Um, that video package of Rapongi Vice and Young Bucks kind of going through, you know, their old matches on the Indies and in New Japan and stuff. Um, so kind of, I guess, to familiarize people with them, if uh, if they didn't know them before, that was kind of cool. But then we had a kind of a random video package for Hook, and then after that, we had the Hardy family. Um, and Andrade backstage. Matt has agreed to sell 50% of HFO to Andrade. Matt will be CFO and Andrade will be president. And they are now called the AHFO. <laughs> so, uh. Wasn't it 51%? Is it 50? Okay. Because, like, Andrade, Andrade has it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, there's, so, a lot of, there's a lot of filler on this yeah. show. Just a, just a quick note on this part, at least. What I have heard, um,. So, so Andrade has fifty one percent of this. So obviously he's gonna he's a heel, and he's gonna take everything basically away from Matt. And then he's only gonna have Private Party 
or he, no, so the thing is, Pratt Farting and Matt are on the board of whatever this is. And so that's the reason why he sold on 51%. But everyone's thinking Pratt Party is going to turn on Matt, and then Matt's going to buy himself, and Jeff will debut with him. I mean, if that's the long term plan, cool. Bizarre. If that's a long term plan, cool. I'm yeah. down. But if not, why are they doing this? <laughs> like, yeah, just makes no stop. sense. Uh, so, Andrade is good, but I don't. They don't know what to do with him. AEW like. some AEW sometimes is like a AEW sometimes is like a crab cake for all my uh, Maryland people out there. <laughs> it's like sometimes a good crab cake. You know, there's crab meat in there and it's good stuff, but sometimes there's just like a lot of filling in there, and you're like, <laughs> it's like why why can't you just put like all crackers? <laughs> Um, AEW <laughs> and crab cakes. All right, so that's what Maryland does. <laughs> so the the uh, main event of the show was Sting and Darby Allen versus the acclaimed. Uh, before the match or before the bell even rings, uh, they in- incapacitate Darby. Most of the match is Sting versus the acclaimed. Um, some of the spots Sting did, I'm surprised he did. He, I remember one spot he like ran off the stage onto a table like through I forget which member it was but uh in the end Darby you know kind of comes back and he wins it for the team in the end so your winners were Darby Allen and Sting what you guys think Sting is 62 years old old I don't he's old I don't know <laughs> crazy he can get AARP <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he has to keep wrestling <laughs> I thought this was amazing by Sting. Like, I mean, it was, I it was him like the whole match because he, he, he did all the legwork. Yeah, Here's I mean, I think Rob Schamberger. They, yeah, there you go. Man. You're welcome, Tim. I did buy you that. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, we got like t-shirt Sting, so we wasn't really sure how it was gonna go. But he was amazing. This and Darby, the comeback also at the end was like they felt like yeah. stars in AEW. And and the claims, I mean, they, my question they is, how really long can this team go part. on for before like Darby starts doing single stuff again? Or I'm just or just one turn on him. Sing claims like you know why I haven't gone heel. You mean before Darby's dad has to go retire? <laughs> Sting's like you know why I haven't gone heel. Sinclair has um, me but yeah, that wrapped up Dynamite <laughs> this week. Unless you guys have any any more thoughts on it. Mm. No, this wasn't one of my favorite episodes, and I don't know. I think double I check and make sure you didn't like it as much. Have a better review. <laughs> no, I just wanted to, I wanted to like re see some stuff, especially uh, with uh, Moxley. So. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. going to say it's strong. It's like, I watched that again over and over no, I mean, on replay. I could watch <laughs> him. Um, yeah. So that. Yeah. <laughs> this might be his last episode of Dynamite, hopefully. Um, so that brings us to this week. And the only thing I wanted to talk about was the opening segment, really. Um, and that was the Roman Reigns celebration. So Roman Reigns is now the longest reigning Universal Champion. Uh, at the time of SmackDown, it was 508 days. So he's at 510 at the time of this recording. 
Didn't realize it's been that long, by the way, since he became champion. Like, holy shit. But, uh, no, not at all. Like, Jesus. It doesn't feel that way. So, I think before him, it was Brock for the longest reign Universal Champion. I mean, there haven't been that many. Uh, but during this segment, Seth Rollins interrupts. He calls Reign this is the chosen one, and everything was handed to him, and he's been catered to. Uh, when talking about the Usos, he says they're the cornerstone of the bloodline. They're the ones that hold you up, just like me and Mox did in the Shield. Uh, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on him calling Ambrose Mox on SmackDown Television. Do you think it was a mistake? Do you think I you know? I don't know what it could have been. Do you think he got? If it was a mistake, do you think he got in trouble? I mean, I liked it. If it was written in there, I liked it. You know, good on the writers, but okay. No, I think he did that, and I liked it. Um, yeah. Which is funny. He. It's funny he did that I mean, like right to... in the week that like Mox like returns from like being healthy and all that. Um, I think that's why also. So after that, he challenges the Usos yeah. to a tag match. If he wins, the Usos are banned from ringside at the Rumble. Um, and Usos say that no one in the back likes him enough to team with them. But then Kevin Owens comes out, who isn't on SmackDown, so he wouldn't be a star in the back. Um, but then Roman Reigns, uh, you know, ups the ante and uh, says if Rollins loses the tag match, he loses his match at the Rumble, and then Roman Reigns gets a go on a much-needed vacation till WrestleMania. Uh, the main event, though, in the end, Roman uh, came out and Superman punched Rollins, which got uh, the Usos disqualified, so he kind of just sealed his fate with... Uh, wrestling Rollins at the Rumble anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed yep. in the ending. So, I was like, after all that. That was that. That's all SmackDown I felt like needed to really be talked about this week. Um, if there's nothing else on your guys' end, we can go into Rampage. Uh, just two th- yeah, two cool. things, really two matches. Actually, I want to talk about. First was the opening match: John Moxley versus Ethan Page. The story being told throughout this match was that you know Moxley is leaner. He hasn't wrestled in three months. He might not be in in might not be in in ring shape. Um, because Ethan Page Ethan Page during this match kind of like took it to him and was in control. I felt like most of the match. But in the end, uh, Moxley won by submission with a bulldog choke, which I haven't seen him done. If he has done it, I guess it's rare. But uh, yeah, he didn't beat him with a paradigm shift or anything like that, or the DDT. Uh, but what I want to talk about was afterwards, as he's walking back through one of the entrances, Brian Danielson is just waiting for him and is just clapping. And uh, so I think in the future... Maybe sometime soon we're going to get a Moxley-Danielson match. I think that'll be good. But what do you guys think of the Mox's first match back? Um, what do you think about the future with Danielson and him, possibly? I really like how Moxie, like, he looks so much better. I know we said that before, but even, like, wrestling here, it just looks like he moves better. And everything about him is, you know, more in shape. Even though maybe, I don't know how often he's, 
gotten in uh gotten in ring uh shaped before but uh he looks good here and then brian danielson and him it's kind of funny because i know everyone's going to say like oh it's two WWE guys uh facing each other but these are two do- totally different well, they also don't have the restrictions so when it comes to how they wrestle they like within w- like danielson wrestles completely different yeah. than he did like in wwe yeah that's what i'm saying so i'd like to see the match uh, i think Daniel said said something about it. Yeah, I read, um, you know, he's kind of looking forward to uh, wrestling Moxley. How about you, Tim? That's what it he was. Yeah. How do you think? How do you feel, Tim? Moxley. Yeah, I'm. No, I'm really looking forward to the match. I think that it's going to be different than something that we saw under the WWE uh, umbrella. But as far as this match goes, no, I'm really happy for Moxley. He looks great. Uh, he's moving around really good. He looks a lot leaner. Just looks healthy. I hope he continues to do well. It was cool. It was good to see, it was good to see him. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about like for that. the show was um, we talk about it every time. Every match he has, send Hook. <laughs> so Hook had a match of, against uh, Serpentico. <laughs> Uh, I believe this is his fifth match. So now, uh, yeah. So winner was Hook. Uh, he's pretty quick. You know, he did some tosses to him. Uh, Hook's weirdly strong. Like, you know, he's not like a huge buff guy, but he's like weirdly crazy strong. Yeah, um, yeah he won. And afterwards, uh, Cutie Marshall or Marshall, I don't know. They say it differently all the time on the show. Uh, comes out, talks some smack to Hook. Says, what, are you going to cheap shot me like last time? And Hook just, I forget what kind of suplex it is, but he suplexes him on the stage and then just walks straight back through the tunnel. And so, um, yeah, for you those that watch the match, what you think? I love watching Hook's matches. And now they have the Hook shirt. It doesn't just say Hook. It says, on the, by the K, it says, send in orange, like, font. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. I love buying into like stuff like this. It's so funny. So that wrapped up Rampage. Yeah. Oh, go on, Jeremy. Sorry. I love how during the match too. No good. I was was gonna say this one last thing when when during the match he didn't even let uh, Serpentico, um, yeah, Serpentico, uh, like out of his kimono, and like Chris Jericho kept saying it the entire time. He's like, he's still. In his uh, kimono, uh, was it whatever it's called? I forget it. What it was exactly, but it's like he also had the streamers all over him. <laughs> Hooks just suplexing him all over the ring. That was pretty cool. Well, can you guys believe that we've been here for twenty episodes? Yes. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah. I feel like it's flown by, but. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Um, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the PW fan. Follow Andy's Funko Pop collection at the 410 Fan Bros on Instagram. We appreciate everybody that has been with us since episode one. If you're still here on episode 20, that is absolutely incredible. Don't forget we're on uh, YouTube now. Full video podcast available of this episode. Thanks again, and join us next week on episode 21, where we talk about all things pro wrestling.